1: Hey, guess what? You're listening to a Patreon bonus episode, and we've got our good, good old friend. Our old husband. He's not old. He's just an old friend, and he's hilarious. David Denine Porter is with us, and instead of giving him the evil man test this time, he's gotten away from that. He escapes the evil man test, but... (laughs) He's got something super extra special for us. DDP, what is it? (laughs) I had a hard
2: time choosing which evil man I wanted to do because I had another choice, but they only did... It's two evil men. It is, in fact, the first time on the podcast it would be evil men instead Ah, of an evil man. Can I I be... Uh,
3: uh, Don't be pedantic, but were they even fully men or were they still uh, children? Were they boys? Uh,
2: According to my research, uh, they were men.
3: Okay. okay, they were like, they were
2: like men, 19. Men, okay, so like, okay. All right. Um, so, but, okay, so this is two guys who are evil, <laughs> but they did one, but one crime, basically. Right. And I didn't think it would make a full episode. But I want to share the story of Leopold and
1: Loeb these two. Oh, I thought you were going to say Rosencrantz and Guildenstern. (laughs) Or
2: Lisa Loeb. Oh my god. glasses. Well, the glasses, oddly enough, James, very prescient, figure heavily in this story. Glasses? I barely know the lasses. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so Nathan Leopold And Richard Loeb were two childhood friends from Chicago. They knew each other casually but when they went to I believe university I'm kind of doing this I'm winging this a little bit. No this is
0: good you're already doing really good. When they
2: uh, went to university they became much closer friends and were enamored of a philosophy man (laughs) a German (laughs) philosophy fellow named Friedrich Nietzsche. Chris uh, uh, your favorite philosopher.
1: Yes. I believe in the Uber Mensch. <laughs> well,
2: well, you're not alone because Leopold and Loeb <laughs> believed that they were superior human beings, capable of things no others were, and because of their superior intellect and willingness to do bad things, they were above the
1: law.
0: Stephen Segal.
2: Just like Stephen Segal. Yeah. <laughs> The slowest the slowest martial artist in the history of time.
1: Steven Seagal, the first real Ubermensch.
2: <laughs> Finally, Nietzsche's theories were proven correct. <laughs> um so because they were they believed they were Supermen who were above the law, they decided that they would commit crimes in order to become notorious.
1: Notorious notorious James is a Dran guy.
2: Uh, is that who that is? I, I was thought that kind was. Of so doing cr- <laughs> was that yeah, right? I
0: thought that was a rap song. No. Oh, okay. Keep um, talking.
2: All right, so they committed a series of petty crimes, little stupid shit. They basically shoplifted like teenagers do, but they became very angry that their petty acts of vandalism and thievery had not yet made the news. They wanted to be, much like many of America's young white men who shoot schools, they wanted to be on the news and make a big splash, maybe to attract the attention of some young ladies. Okay, can I show you something
1: for a
0: sec? Yep. You're good at this, David. By the way. Oh. That's Duran Duran. Duran Duran, really? Is wow! This
2: like fashion television or something. <laughs>
0: <laughs> wow i i had I had no idea. And this was the song that inspired
3: them.
2: <laughs> <laughs> it was Duran and Duran, the two killers.
0: When was this, by the way, David?
2: Oh yeah, sorry. I um, no, I, you might I, have mentioned it. I fucked up. No. DDP
1: listens to Evil Men every episode, and I do think that he would genuinely be very good at this taking
2: over for you when you retire i think so
1: <laughs> but i am like logan roy which one will take over there's a bunch the guy who the creep i guess james and mike won't take over for me <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah it's I'm t- between you yeah, I'm and some other guys i haven't found yet yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> i can come up with a few names of people who can steal it from me if you want um, <laughs> So, uh, so, so this is, is, sorry, this is uh, around 1920. Okay. So, Rosencrantz
1: and Guildenstern.
2: Rosencrantz and Guildenstern, they're pals. They, they grew up sort of close to each other, but they become good friends in 1920, become obsessed with Friedrich Nietzsche's concept of, of the Superman, and begin committing a series of petty uh, thefts and vandalisms. They broke into a fraternity house in the University of Michigan and <laughs> stole pen knives, a camera, and a typewriter... That they used to type uh, a ransom note later on were their major crimes. Fancy it's,
3: little criminals,
1: <laughs> instead of breaking into a sorority house and stealing <laughs> undies. <laughs> yeah. Perhaps
2: we can get a penknife, sir. <laughs> get a camera. It was like 1920. The cameras still like on tripods with like those. Exploding Probably.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah. Um,
2: anyway, so uh, they felt emboldened. They uh, began doing more serious crimes, including arson but nobody seemed to notice i'm now literally reading wikipedia but it's okay. uh, no one seemed to notice uh, and there was no media coverage of their crimes and they hated the fact that they were nobodies so they sat around and and rubbed each other's backs and they gave each other massages and they comforted each other and then said i've got it what if we commit the perfect crime so these are two guys who think that they're geniuses who've just committed crimes for the sake of getting famous. Who
3: we stole a typewriter, and yet our name aren't in lights. <laughs> yeah. like our, no one knows us on the streets. There's Jack the Ripper. <laughs> and Typewriter Joe. <laughs> The pen knife was worth the, eight cents. <laughs> we followed Nietzsche's <laughs> teachings to the letter. <laughs> we stole a typewriter and two pen knives. Uh, and we went should... crazy
1: at our sister's <laughs> head. <laughs> <laughs> we had too much
2: Coca-Cola and then had a pillow fight. And our parents told us to be quiet. So they could go we got grounded, needle.
3: just like Nietzsche said. <laughs> ah, they should have read Hegel. Um... <laughs>
2: Uh, I guess if they had read Spinoza, they would have become two master ethicists, <laughs> breaking in places and making things just so. Anyway, so um, they decided they wanted to commit the perfect High-minded crime. High-minded humor. Yes. yes. Well, I did like Monty Python, so I like yeah. funny literary references to Proust and such things.
0: Um, Nothing so funnier. they
2: decide they're going to commit the perfect crime. This is really important that we keep this in mind, because they thought they were geniuses, and this crime... They spent seven months planning. They were going to commit the crime. It was going to be the most famous crime of all time. And they were going to get away with it, and no one would be the wiser. So, they spent seven months planning. The plan was that they were going to kidnap someone. They were then going to send ransom notes over the telephone even though they had a typewriter they they wrote a note and then they exchanged phone numbers in the note and then <laughs> we're gonna call the people they were gonna send a series of cryptic messages sort of like the uh zodiac that would take the police time to decode so they would have these like it would become like a big thing like oh the latest uh, message has been decoded or whatever and uh but the real masterstroke of the crime is they will already have killed the person and all of this would just be a smoke and mirror show to take the attention away from the real crime. That would help them get away with it.
3: Can I ask, yeah. if, from what I remember reading about this, didn't part of the plan involve picking someone at random as a victim that they had no connection to, to, for, to like complicate the solving of the crime? Ooh, that gives yes. me the willies.
2: Yes. So uh, they hmm. looked for a victim for a long time. It was someone that they didn't know. Yes. Um, and they were <laughs> they wanted to murder a younger adolescent because that's the sort of things philosophers say. We must find ourselves a younger adolescent.
0: <laughs> Can I just ask too? Is this was the Hitchcock movie Rope based on this? Yes. Uh, cause I've seen that movie and I thought it well, seems like the same fucking it thing. It is
2: based on, the R- rope is based on this. Okay. They also uh, committed their crime in a single take.
3: <laughs> 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 Don't we
2: all? <laughs> <laughs> um, so they, uh, walked around, um, uh, a school, this place called Harvard school for boys. And <laughs> they, uh, picked a kid they thought looked juicy and yummy. And they, uh, picked this <laughs> random guy. Robert Franks, 14-year-old son of a wealthy Chicago watch manufacturer, Jacob Franks. So if any of you are wearing a Jacob Franks watch right now, know that his son was brutally killed by two supermen.
3: That's why those watches are so good.
2: Yeah, they keep time for all time. So they kidnap him. Oh, apparently uh, Bobby Franks was Loeb's second co- uh, uh, was Loeb's second cousin from an across the street neighbor who had played tennis. At- I guess he just recognized him. Anyway, oh, okay. um, so they put their plan into motion in May twenty first of nineteen twenty four. This is four years after they started their Superman scheme of becoming the most famous criminals and getting nowhere. So they kidnap him and uh they trick him into uh getting into their car i think right i'm i'm sort of uh, yeah. skimming here but they offered him a ride home. He said he didn't want to get into the car of strangers because the, even in the 20s, they were like, don't do that. So the, this
3: kid's walking just hears, beep, beep, and yeah, he turns yeah. sees these two fancy boys in a car. <laughs> oh <my God>. <laughs> <laughs> With
2: monocles and like, long cigarette holders being like, hello, dear boy. He's just a typewriter in the back
3: seat and his eyes go wide.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God, is that a pen knife? Um, that's what kids sounded like in the 20s, although he was 14. Chris? What does a fourteen-year-old sound like in the nineteen twenties?
1: I don't want it. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Let's go to the drugstore for a beer.
1: Um, <laughs> it's oh. funny that cars were like brand new and they were still like, "Don't get in a strange one." <laughs> yeah,
0: he's
2: like, "Don't get in that." They ghost didn't even have carriage. like roofs or walls. You could have just jumped out. <laughs> yeah, pretty. Yeah, they didn't even have. And they went like twenty seats.
0: kilometers an hour. <laughs> when
1: cars were first invented, two things happened. Uh, they took. They made porn in them, yeah. <laughs> and don't go in them if a stranger's in. Yeah, uh, bang
2: model T. I don't know. I, I, there's a bang bus, bang joke. gray ghost. <laughs> um, oh, remember the Rolls Royce gray ghost toy you could order? For, <laughs> what the for fuck like was fancy that? Fancy old man to get this cheap plastic yeah. car. Or Look like, what I have.
1: I got one. It has a real steering wheel. Yeah
2: from from the, the Titanic. I'm
1: not going to see the future. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> What's it called? The um, uh, the singularity uh, oh the singularity I'm not going to make it to the singularity yeah. am
1: I? <laughs> uh, please upload my uh, forget it I'll just buy a toy bury me with the toy <laughs> will you bury me
2: with the toy Santa
0: <laughs> yes of course <laughs> oh, anything for my
3: seniors have you been good <laughs> will I bury you with your toy? <laughs> That's the original Coca-Cola version of Santa. He was a a kind man who gave you toys and promised to bury you with them.
1: Never get in a car with someone who offers you (laughs) Pepsi-Cola.
2: All right, so it is unclear what happened next, but they got the boy into the car. It's not 100% certain who was driving and who was chiseling the boy's head, but someone chiseled the boy in the head and someone drove away. Um, So they struck Franks uh, He had a chisel They dragged him into the back seat And gagged him And he died there Uh, The body was on the floorboard Out of view And the men drove around Went to a predetermined spot Where they dumped the body Okay About 20 miles outside of Chicago Scary They put the body in a culvert And do you guys know what a culvert is? I know
0: Alan Covert The actor from (laughs) Happy Gilmore And a lot of Adam Sandler movies But I don't know a culvert
2: It's like that uh, a culvert <laughs> is one of those, like, giant storm drains that, like, you know, rainwater comes out of. You've seen them. Like a big yeah. you go walk-in right. tube, often made of corrugated iron. Or yeah. You can
1: skate in it. Skateboard.
2: Yes.
3: Yes. You skateboard in it, and it's in the That's Fugitive it. movie with Harrison Ford where he jumps
0: out of it. Oh, yeah. I didn't kill oh. my wife. Like, I don't care.
2: Uh, I don't even give a darn.
0: Yeah, I don't yeah. give a darn.
2: Um, that, that was uh, on a dam, I think, but something okay. like a structure, something like that. that. All right, right, right. So, right. um, in a culvert, okay. So they put the body there, and they uh, want to obscure the body's identity. So they poured hydrochloric acid on his face and his genitals, because back in those days, you had to get dick printed when you went to school. No, they did. <laughs> they, they, poured, they did pour acid on his face to obscure his okay. uh, identity, and they did pour acid on his genitals. Okay, I would. Presumably for, yeah. Oh, to disguise the fact.
1: Have you ever done acid on your genitals, man?
2: (laughs) They wanted to hide the fact that he had been circumcised, which in the 1920s was not common. Uh, Not uh, cool. It was not considered as cool as it is today. Not something you do in your sweet 16. Um,
3: it wasn't until Bart Simpson uh, underwent like the procedure that it became cool in America.
2: So, so they came... Bart Simpson... <laughs> and the two Corys. Too. Yeah, the two Corys circumcised each other yeah. for Michael Jackson's pleasure. <laughs> private
0: ceremony
2: <laughs> in the Neverland Ranch.
3: Oh, my God. Just before the Bad album was released. Yeah. There's this... A, a, <laughs> There's a scene in
1: Biodome when Polly Shore and Stephen Baldwin <laughs> circumcise each other on, uh, yeah, on nitrous.
2: <laughs> do you remember when uh, Wayne Gretzky circumcised Mark <laughs> Messier to be like, "We truly are an Oiler now"? <laughs> he skated over his foreskin. Yeah. <laughs> Mark
0: Messier's like, "No, no, no." But yeah. Gretzky
2: was a very accurate skater. Within, yeah, the yeah. he's the best of all time. The best yeah. of all, yeah. time.
1: they do. They don't
2: call it's him Bobby Hockey for nothing. <laughs> no, Walter, no.
1: <laughs> Walter taught him to cut the skin off of a man's dick with his skate really well every morning. Walter. Gretzky, his
3: dad.
2: His dad's name is Walter, not yeah. Walter Matthau. Just like Walter White from oh. uh, Breaking Bad. Holy fuck! <laughs> no I way. never put that together.
1: But Walter White from Breaking Bad is named after Gretzky's dad, <laughs> dad. <laughs> and famously, famously pro circumcision in that show. Right. that's what it's
2: all about. He yeah. was always like Jesse, show me again. <laughs> no, Let me make bitch. Sure it's... no bitch. That's Let my me... Jesse impression. <laughs> yeah. It's actually pretty good. He kind
0: of just calls Walter a bitch like that. Can you do Mike? Who's Mike? Uh the big nosed bald, bald
2: guy who uh was like uh no. the cop? If you wanna get not get killed, don't, uh Mike. I don't know. I can't do a Mike impression. How about Walter, can you?
1: Walter, do, other- do not go and show Gus your foreskin at the Chicken, chicken
2: House. house. <laughs> what's it called? Listen, the Chicken Murder Castle. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Listen, what's Je-
1: what's Je- what's Jesse. Poyos Hermanos? Yeah, Poyos Hermanos. That means chicken brothers. <laughs> Listen, Jesse. Yeah.
0: If you want to get away from Gus, you've got to circumcise yourself now. <laughs> Walter White? No, bitch. No, bitch. No, bitch. Go back and watch Breaking Bad. I'm yo, no, telling you. you did a great impression. Yo, Thank Mr. You. White. Yeah.
1: Look at my foreskin. Bitch.
2: <laughs> uh, yes, Walter, could I
1: talk with you? And in then the his back wife was. A... Hermanos, please. Yeah. Do not show your penis to Just my customers.
0: Are you being, oh. oh, you're being Gus Fring? Yeah. People was that come good? to Poyos Hermanos
1: yeah. for the delicious
2: chicken. Oh, that's good. People come to Poyos okay. Hermanos. <laughs> for, they don't come here for the deep fried foreskin. <laughs> Stop discarding your foreskins in a
3: deep fat fryer. <laughs> <laughs> So we're in Chicago. <laughs> we're it's, in 19, Chicago. it's 1924. We're always in Chicago with this guy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Love Everyone, and Chicago's marriage, Chicago's marriage. Love and marriage. Get Go together
2: like a horse Redsky and,
0: and messier. <laughs> yes.
2: Okay, so. Piggy. He went. <laughs> to he? The two guys buried, the, or left the body, covered the dick in acid, <laughs> covered his face in acid, whoops. and went back to Chicago. And they poured it, they went like this, whoops. <laughs> uh, oh, fuck, I had something, and it's gone. Um, anyway, so they went back. By the time they got there, word of the boys' disappearance was already sweeping across the city faster than the Great Fire of 1906 <laughs> or something. Um, they uh, typed up their they whatever got rid of their bloody everything. They cleaned up all the blood in the car because they really just chiseled him in the head, I guess. Yeah. Um, mm. And uh, they sent the ransom note, which was yes, James, on your favorite thing, the typewriter. Mm-hmm. Um, sent it to the parents. They got the note. And well, a couple of
0: friggin' freaks. So they called <laughs>
2: to prepare their their ultra genius code to tell them like. You know, essentially, the uh, intellectual equivalent of uh, equivalent of saying, "If you want to see your son alive, bring me everything I've ever wanted. You <laughs> no bag or whatever. <laughs> um, but their intricate plan. Immediately fell apart because the body was discovered right away. So they Ooh, their rare. ransom scheme doesn't work if the body if the boy is found. Right, and he was immediately identified because a boy went missing and they found a boy. So it wasn't <laughs> like, where did they hide him? <laughs> they hide it in a culvert, twenty five miles out of town in a in a rain culvert. And they thought no one would go there. And if they did go there, they would never be able to identify him without being able to see his dick.
0: But yeah, a boy goes missing. Hey, we found a boy the same height, um, wearing the yeah. What so, does yeah. his dick look like? Well, that we don't know. But <laughs> not my boy. Yeah, <laughs>
2: my boy's dick is known.
0: <laughs> well, my boy's dick is not covered in acid. Beep beep <laughs> beep beep. <laughs> um.
2: Uh. So anyway, they um. Uh. I'm just, I'm just sort of brown no, no, no so worries. yeah, so they uh the body was found, hmm. and they found out about it because it was like in the newspaper, so their little perfect scheme immediately was like, oh shit, so they got rid of the typewriter, they got rid of all the <laughs> stuff they had because <laughs> because they did know that you could match a typewriter to the to what to the it on, to right? the letter yeah like so the they got rid of yeah. the typewriter right right um, they
3: poured acid on the typewriter's dick and <laughs> threw it in the rainstorm, great. Rain.
2: So they all went about their daily sort of routine, and uh, Leopold spoke uh, freely to the police. He would go up to cops and talk to them and said stuff like, if I were to murder anybody, uh, it would be just such a cocky little son of a bitch as Bobby Franks. He just told the police, basically did it, thinking as a Superman, he could never be cop.
0: So he's being investigated by the police. No,
2: he's not being investigated. The police are investigating and he's seeing the police asking questions and stuff. Yeah. And he's going up to the cops and saying, if I was going to kill somebody, it would be just a piece of shit like that fucking <laughs> asshole that got... <laughs> so for no
0: reason he's just saying this, incriminating, no himself in incriminating himself because he thinks he's so smart.
2: Incriminating himself
0: Cri- an him. idiot
2: to the max because he thinks, oh, they'll never tie it back to me. I Our plan was too writer. perfect. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. So the police found a pair of eyeglasses, which had fallen near the body. Uh, I can't remember if they belonged to Leopold or Loeb. Uh, I think they belonged to Leopold. So, um, the glasses were a normal prescription of prescription glasses, normal frames, but they had custom hinges on them, which were only made by one guy, and that guy had only made them for three people in all of Chicago. (laughs) So, they were as good as a fingerprint. Mm. He looked at the glasses, and, you know, because the hinge... He made three sets of hinges but only one with that set of glasses. So we went, Oh yeah, those belong to Leopold. So the cops show up at <laughs> Leopold's house like this is this is literally days later of their perfect scheme they spent seven months planning. And went, uh, we think yeah, you might have uh, killed a kid and uh, you and your buddy there. Why don't you come on <laughs> into the police station and we'll ask you some questions. So they were like, oh, we didn't kill anybody. We didn't kill anybody. And then uh, they got them but separated. If we did, we yeah, but if we did, it would have been just such a little piece of shit like that. <laughs> yeah, it would have been right? a
3: perfect plan. Officers, um, you're interrupting our sing-along. <laughs> so, yeah, the Glee Club requests your, you wait, now. stay with my butler.
2: So they gave an alibi, and the alibi was, that they, they're, they're, these guys are kind of attractive young men, right? This is an important thing about them. Their alibi was that they had picked up two chicks in their car, <laughs> gone for a drive, and dropped them off somewhere without ever finding out their last names, so they could never ask them for whatever. Um, for, so yeah, the, an alibi. An alibi. So the cops then asked the chauffeur, because there was a chauffeur, that one of them was rich, they got the car, mm. and the chauffeur said... No, the car's broken. It's no, absolutely was not uh, was not working at the time. So they had some other car. Um, So they knew that whatever it was, they lied. So they were confronted with this fact separately, as police do. Said, "We know you're lying." Told the other guy, "We know you're lying." And they both went. The other guy did it. (laughs) I was I was just driving. He's the one who chiseled the kid's head apart. And Mm. so. yeah, so their whole seven-month plan and four years of Nietzsche and <laughs> Superman super genius crime planning fell apart in the course of three or four days because they uh, ratted each other out uh, immediately because they were dumb.
0: Couple of damn idiots. I mean, What, what is? Your,
2: there's. Mo- I mean, there's more going on. But they basically they went to trial. They were sort of popular during the trial because they were uh, uh, attractive and young. And it's and a sad. crazy
0: kind of senseless crime. People are like, yeah. "What's the story behind?" this? And the original Menendez were- brothers, very wealthy, yeah.
3: you know, yeah. guys with yeah. a bright future ahead of them.
2: Horny looking guys <laughs> you were really horny for when you saw them the first time. Uh, Loeb uh, hired Clarence Darrow as his lawyer for like $70,000 or something, because they were just rich assholes. (laughs) This was the first like affluenza almost. It was just like rich assholes being like, I'm better than everyone else. Let's kill that boy. And I'm so rich. I'm smart. It must mean I'm smart.
0: Right. Damn. Um, It's just, uh, that's like, I feel like um, it's the most annoying kind of guy who's like, They're just going through a really uh, long process to show how smart they are. It's very satisfying that it blew up in their face. Why didn't they just do pub trivia?
3: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. That's what the rest of us do. Absolutely. Did the judge sentence them to do pub trivia? (laughs) (laughs) Show off your intelligence in a socially acceptable way, boys. Only sports
2: questions. (laughs) Only sports questions. (laughs) Um there's uh uh, an excerpt from the uh speech that Clarence Darrow gave, which I think uh I'm I'm not gonna read the whole thing, but it's interesting to me that he says basically like Hey, come on, is it anyone's fault that they took Nietzsche seriously? (laughs) (laughs) As a defense, and he also said, and let's be fair. They killed a lot of guys in world war 1 what's one more <laughs> it's like the craziest fucking so Darryl, argument
3: i know darrow was like famous as being like the scopes monkey trial lawyer who was like
2: uh, and franco and Z- vanzetti or
3: whatever those sacco, vanzetti. sacco and vanzetti so, yeah. so i thought he had then had like a, he was like a, oh he was like an upstanding like guy who fought for good <laughs> good causes but maybe this was a, a, a misstep for he was a lawyer, and so he took money
2: he to took defend money. whoever came along and yes. gave it to him. You know, and it does say that every man in America.
1: And he liked to get creative <laughs>
2: because if you do it over time, <laughs>
1: yeah. how do you spice it up?
3: Yeah, you gotta be Good like, point. "How can I
2: jazz this up a little bit?" We'll but he bring in
3: World War One. Yeah, he brought kids. up World War One. Yeah. Is like, well, we just lost. You know, twenty million people just died. What's one more kid? <laughs>
2: Well, I, I guess he's
0: right. Uh, okay, I'm innocent.
2: It's so funny. He brings up the Civil War as, like, ultimately the real reason why this crime took place, because the Civil War, like, broke people's brains, and therefore, no, like... Uh, There's no morality anymore. Um, yeah. So, um, that's, uh, that's the gist. Uh, one of them was murdered by a uh, prisoner. Fellow prisoner, and the other one got out and uh, lived for a few more years and did whatever.
3: No, he lived. The other one lived to like his sixties, yeah, and then moved to like Puerto Rico. I think they were like faint, like they were super famous in the twenties. And he one of them to died
2: in the 30s in prison. Yeah, and uh, probably because he told some like <laughs> b- some mur- You buffoon! Some kind, yeah. You're
3: hogging yeah. the toilet. It was basically <laughs> like if Fraser and Niles Crane yeah.
2: <laughs> decided to kill Daphne. <laughs> like,
3: You're getting crumbs all over my New Yorker. The next <laughs> thing you know, his head is in the toilet, and. Dr. Crane,
0: now, what are you doing to me?
3: <laughs> now, Niles, I don't want to say that we would commit a murder, but... Dr.
0: Crane, you're not trying to murder me, are you? Oh, no,
2: Daphne, perish the thought, perish
0: the thought. Because you're holding a chisel right above my head.
2: Niles, grab her. Grab, grab her, Niles!
0: Niles, I hope you mean it, grab me as an, an embrace of affection and love.
2: Yes, Niles, grab her and embrace. And they see Niles struggling. <laughs> I don't know what to do.
1: Do I embrace her with love or do I kill her? Because oh. I, I actually do want to embrace her with love,
2: Niles. <laughs> That's not what we practiced in Glee Club. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but in prison, he was like, "Why you're me in the shower, you stupid ape!
2: Yeah, <laughs> you cad."
3: Hey, baby, um, we are a superior race. Uh, so much better than the average man.
2: <laughs> so it, it seems to always... Wow,
0: oh, something just God. fell off a shelf in here, uh, and there's the nothing s- around it. Was that a fucking ghost? The, the ghost spectre. of fucking Leopold and Loeb. I would
1: put it past the ghosts. Literally, I'm Bobby looking. I'm, it's a it's a <laughs>
0: shelf that's like eight feet up in the wall, and there was a something object on it, and it just fell right off. This is creepy as hell. How I'm genuinely happen?
1: scared because I have to be the last one in here that turns off the lights. <laughs> well, you have to sleep overnight if you want to get paid, right? <laughs> That's the thing. <laughs> this is my uh yeah, this is my old aunt's house. <laughs> so
3: can I ask before we finish, like, did they get sort of lenient sentences because of their um, family connections and stuff, or were they like given well, a harsh? I term? don't. No. I guess getting killed in prison is pretty harsh. You know? um, well, that's, yeah, it's not exactly uh, getting yeah, off, time know. off for good behavior.
2: I don't, I, mm. I'm sorry. I don't know the answer to that question, and I wish I did. If
1: there is <laughs> okay. a ghost in here, show us another sign, please. If something now happens, that'll be crazy.
0: Uh, David, that was a great job considering you didn't know you were going to do that today, and yeah. you don't do this usually. So you don't know excellent how to job. speak
2: English.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Um, <laughs>
3: ghost?
1: Ghost? <laughs> ghost?
0: I don't see any other ghost evidence.
3: David, if you had known Leopold and Lowe Lo back then and they told you, they were like, we want you as a third to be part of our murder club, how would you have answered them?
2: Never be a third wheel. Uh, <laughs> how would I have answered them? Yeah, what would
3: you have said
0: to them?
2: I would have said something along the lines of, I'm not better than anyone else,
0: I'm dumb. That's true, yeah.
2: Um, I feel dumb all the time. I can't imagine being like I could just kill someone to get away with it. I know. Oh, I, imagine how stressed
0: <laughs> you'd be. Oh
2: fuck! I would probably kill someone and immediately be like, Ah, oh, god! I left my uh, Bell telephone bill in the guy's pocket. With you my know name what you're
0: on. like when I when I when I gave you guys a lift today, I, I couldn't find my wallet just before we left, and I almost was so frazzled. Both of you. <laughs> yeah, <and> I almost slid <laughs> both both. No, I was so frazzled. You know, I'm like, where the fuck's my wallet? And I'm like, ah. And I found it, but in that moment of being frazzled, I, I you know you, you forget stuff. Like I think I you know I just sort of left the house. Like I for, almost forgot my keys. Like you're you're kind of frazzled, and it would be easy to like if you actually murdered a guy. Yeah, imagine how frazzled you'd be. You, you know, or, or paranoid mm. that you dropped It'd be your like keys. Like losing two wallets. Yeah, <laughs> It'd be like losing your wallet. David, do you want to bring out the evilometer?
2: I, so I, with the power of the north wind. With the power of the South Sea and the Western Mountains and the Eastern Plains, summon the evilometer.
0: Here it is, David. It worked. Wow, yeah. Holy shit! Where did you learn that?
2: Uh, at University of Toronto. Okay. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> um, Had a lot of wind
3: sound effects for that, so it sounds really <laughs> stormy.
0: Mike, what do you give these two bastards?
3: Oh, I'm putting, being put on the spot here. Um, it is funny that it seems to be the case that. Um, The type of guys who are most susceptible to the like ubermunch theory and the idea of like they're like a a great man of history type of person who doesn't need to follow the rules of society tend to be like little like um nerd Mm -hmm. like despicable like worms (laughs) who think that they're the greatest humans who have been chosen for some despicable reason um, I think that's funny I think these guys are cl- clearly uh, something wrong with them uh, pretty bad they're assholes you can just say we're it they're fucking assholes and I hate these fancy boys you know they're th- not relatable they're not relatable um, I'm going to give them <laughs> 9.2 whoa oh, they're worse than H.H. H. Holmes they only killed <laughs> long guy I think he was mentally ill and these guys were like seemed like cold and detached and evil in a way I don't know
0: yeah, I know what you mean. They're both pretty bad, but there's something really sickening about how these two were like, you know what would be a laugh? <laughs> Let's kill someone and get away with it.
3: Because Holmes was doing it for money. We just recorded the H.H. H. Holmes one before this. Yeah, yeah. Yes. He seemed to be doing everything for money, and the murder was just like,
0: <laughs> like the yeah, last step he of getting money like he they he- found out about it, I gotta <laughs> yeah. kill somebody. Yeah, where yeah. these guys are like, what if we did something truly evil? That's a good point. So I have to take that into account. I think I gave Holmes a 9.1. So I'm going to give these two a 9.2.
2: Well, once again, it falls to me to speak truth to power. Mm. Um, I, uh, Once again, um, you know, these guys, H.H. Holmes is like, I think, a compulsive, uh, greedy little... Bastard, mm. I don't know why we don't have to compare them to the <laughs> well, we H.A. it's to Just, I it <laughs> mean, consistency, um, uh, yeah. But these guys, like, if you kill a kid because the kid's annoying, that's one thing, and that's like you can sort of. We've all been there, we've all almost killed a kid because he just won't shut up and he's like got chocolate on his face and stuff. And you're mm-hmm. like, don't touch that, ah. But they just killed this kid. They just picked him basically at random and were like, mm. let's kill him and burn his dick off, which immediately is an automatic five or higher on the <laughs> evil mm-hmm. If you don't burn a dick off, you can get less than five. Yeah, I don't know. I think these guys were like, this is the this is evil. This is true evil, yeah. this this sort of thing. It, it, like, if you think you're just one of the boys... That's a good point. One of the there's, guys... It's not,
0: there's, there's not a motivation based on emotion no That's it's what based makes it...
2: on the es- the essential thought that
0: it's like a work of art i'm not yeah.
2: quite human i'm better mm. than human yeah. i'm on a plane above everyone else and i think that thought is the most evil thought there is and I think that when you guys get into the nine point nines tens whatever, mm. that'll be a universal. It won't just be guys who killed a lot of guys. It'll be guys who did so because they thought they were superior to everyone else. Mm. And, and I know you haven't done the Big H himself, but that was something he thought, right? So uh, I think these guys, this these guys are like nine point. I'm gonna say nine point two. I'm gonna go with uh, yeah. My my friend over here. That's a great here. analysis. Yeah,
0: Chris.
1: I'm gonna give them a six. <laughs> Because don't forget as well, they are just really dumb. <laughs> <laughs> okay,
2: he's got a point.
0: Um, well, David,
3: great job. Thanks. Truly, and man, your two choices are not
0: making the city of Chicago look very good. That's true. You have a, do you have something a gripe with the windy city?
2: Uh, the second city—that's what I call it. Yeah. Um, uh, do I have a gripe with Chicago? Uh, no,
3: <laughs> I went there hmm. once and I couldn't
2: figure out the subway. Yeah,
3: that's it's above one. I see. Well, it's above yeah. ground. I mean, uh, you know, and Chicago has that vertical subway that just goes, goes straight, straight up, up in the, up the sky. The yeah. yeah, that's no good. Straight up to that <laughs> orbiting asteroid that they
2: put in. We're all the like to the Ring worst World pizza in the world <laughs> is. to Larry Niven's Ring World. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> It was based on Chicago, <laughs> Ringworld. No, but truly, they have the worst pizza on earth.
0: Oh, deep dish. That's a
2: fact. Chi-Town? Chi-Town, which created all the bass sound. No, that's...
1: <laughs> <laughs> that's Florida. Well, guys, that was another excellent episode of... Oh. Oh.